We just wrapped up with Eric Meyer and Jason Williams from the Not Okay Project. Not the Jason Williams, not white chocolate, but a white chocolate. Yeah, like a like a light white chocolate, like a, like egg, a whitish eggshell white chocolate. Eggshell white chocolate. Well, they're from the Not Okay Project, which is a really awesome nonprofit. We tried not to get too silly because it's a really awesome cause, but you know we did grab bag. We always have to do a little grab bag because why wouldn't we? Uh, Eric actually came with three awesome questions that were like deep thinking. You know, he had to like carry the one, and we're talking about all sorts of crazy fruit drop kicking scenarios. Yeah, just ignore us trying to be silly and focus on their nonprofit, which is a super awesome cause. Make sure to check them out on social media, which we talked about at the end of the show. Here it is, episode 66. Welcome to episode 66 of the Spivey Special Podcast. The old Route 66. We made it. I didn't think we were going to make it this far. They said we wouldn't make it to 65 last week. I thought we'd have to like stop and repave the road or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we got a fun one this weekend. We've got uh, we've got Eric and Jason from the Not Okay Project this week. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. The old friend of a friend of a friend of a neighbor. They wanted to join us and kind of get their message out. So we said, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, we played a little six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and it was like one degree. It's crazy how small of a world it is. <laughs> All right, so let's get to know them a little bit. You want to go right in to get to know your guests? Let's do it. The Spivey brothers are always here, but who is joining them today? Who is it? Who is it? Sit back and let's find out together with Get to Know Your Guest. All right, we have got our guest. We're going to start with Eric. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am 32 years old. I am a father of two, husband to an amazing wife. Um, currently, I work in rescuing girls out of sex trafficking uh, for an organization called AIM. I was formerly a deputy for the past 10 years uh, with Sac County Sheriff, and now I'm just chugging along, loving life, working with this project for the Not Okay Project, which we founded a few years ago, and just loving every minute. I mean, I'm a simple dude. Not much more than that. That's awesome. All right, Jason, you're batting cleanup. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, a little older than Eric. I'm 36. Uh, father of two boys. Uh, I'm a correction officer up at Folsom. And uh, not married, but I've got an amazing woman in my life going on six years. And uh, heard about this project. Graciously, Eric brought me on. And I love what we do and love how we provide back to others. So. Here I am. Well, that's awesome. So we're going to find out a whole bunch about your guys' nonprofit and everything that you do, but we're going to do this. The Spivey special way is we don't jump right in like that. We're going to get you guys warmed up a little bit. Got a loop of pipes. <laughs> we got oh, some yeah. weird Troy questions to get you warmed up. I don't know if you guys have been on a podcast before. This is yeah. how we introduce people we to have, a podcast. Yeah. Cool. We've heard and, you know, lube it up. We're ready. It's be some hard pills right. to swallow, but let's do this. <laughs> All right. So you guys are in- the soap. All right, you guys are in captivity. What zoo animal would you guys like to be? I'm going to go with the lion. Um, mainly Show just because Lion King is my favorite movie. Mm. Um, you know, you get me in a corner, I will roar. I don't know. There's not much about it. 
I do got a nice <laughs> little nice little mane going, but that's about it. I don't know. I, I think of myself as a lion, king of the king of the prey, and I don't know. Is it like a Simba roar, or is it like a Mufasa roar? Uh, kind of like a more like a Mufasa. You kind of want to hear it, don't you? You want to hear it. It's such a sad movie. Why do the dads always have to die? It's such a show. <laughs> it's all right. It's, and basic, it's, sc- it's yeah. Zoo Hamlet, right? That's how the story goes. It sucks. My my son's favorite is Uncle Scar right now, so that's all I hear about. <laughs> right? Uncle. <laughs> Eric? Uh, I would have to say a rhino. Because uh, <laughs> they're extremely protective for their family. They look pretty awesome. They have a robust syndrome syndicular body and a large head and relatively short legs which pretty much is spot on to me so <laughs> i can relate with them really well <laughs> i like that he did his homework he did yeah he even wrote it down he's way more prepared than we are that's that probably not yeah. good i mean i could look at you and say you look like a rhino so i mean it's pretty <laughs> easy for us all right of the two of you which one's gonna win in an arm wrestling match jason thinks he'll win so i'll let him take this oh one, but... hands hands down <laughs> hands down going to the line for sure are you that saying word. Eric's hand's going to be down or like hands down, you're going to win? Hands, his hand's going to be down. All right. Like it. It. Who's the better fisherman? Uh, fisherman, when it comes to throwing a rod, I'm going to have to give it to Eric. Hands down on that one. Yeah. No pun intended. Fishing's, fishing's kind of my thing. I absolutely love it. Anytime you can get me out under the water, I love it. I've got more rods than anything that I know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where do you Hunter. go around? Where do you go around here? Uh, I go out to Folsom Lake. We go out to um, oh, what's uh, I go out to the Delta a lot, and then I always go out to Rancho Seco. They've got really good fishing. Amador Lake's really good. Bunch of places, anywhere and everywhere you can get me out. Natoma Lake actually has some really good hidden little gems for some big bass. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to hit that up. Who's yeah. the better hunter? That's going to me all day. <laughs> now what what kind of hunting are you into uh big game small game birds waterfowl fly that dive um <laughs> you know a, a, anything i anything i could hunt and, and eat I'm, I'm hunting for so but i i can't i can't knock eric he's got some skills when it comes to hunting too but i've got him by a <laughs> by a notch you know We've got similar interests, you know? So luckily when we go hunting, we both shoot at the same time. So either of us can take credit for it. So it's okay. Exactly. That's smart. You guys have the same gun with the same bullets. Yeah, exactly. That bird comes flying. I mean, I can give him the credit and be like, yeah, man, I totally missed. I'm sorry. Right. (laughs) All right. What's the best Otter Pop flavor and which is the worst? I think we did an episode on this. Might have. The best one for me will have to be grape or like that blue one, like the blue raspberry. You can use colors. That's fine. Blue is the best flavor. Yes. Hands down. (laughs) That's great. Worst, the red, whether it's cherry or fruit punch, whatever it is. That's a a hot take. I like that. Yeah. Red's the best usually in most things, but Mm -hmm. I think blue is the best. Grape. You just said red is always the best and blue is the best. No, I'm saying on most things, red, like Starburst and Skittles, I would say red's usually top tier. Okay. Uh, Skittles, yeah. red gives purple a purple run for its money, but I think purple still holds out. What if you combine them? Oh, that's true. I've done that before. Who hasn't? You know, double fists and otter pops? <laughs> exactly. It's getting right. real wild tonight. <laughs> I, I can't deny that. 
Mine, I'm going to come out of left field. I'm going to say probably a little Isaac Lime or a little, right. orphan, little, little Orphan Orange. Oh, man, you got, are, got the names. Those are, those are probably my top two. He's balling over there with the brand names. <laughs> He's looking yeah. at his trash can right now. Just <laughs> so, I never knew how invested he was. <laughs> yeah, they, they've got they've got specific names for them. That's... All right. To See, ever even go... we're learning something new about each other. <laughs> right. That's why we're here. All right. To ever go fishing <laughs> again, you have to entertain a group of strangers. Are you singing or dancing? And what song are you bringing? I'm singing all day long. And what song? She thinks my tractor sexy. Mm-hmm. that's awesome i don't know her but but okay but in, th- in this case in this case i'll have to change it and she thinks my ford is sexy because oh i ain't got a tractor you just tell her you have a tractor it's she fine. doesn't I know. care I know. Yeah, she it, doesn't know. It, it, it still pulls like one so you know <laughs> eric uh for me it's going to be singing as well because i'll be singing friends in low places by garth brooks which are going to get people dancing so it's a win-win or you can get people leaving, depending on what kind of party you're at. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Right>. true. <laughs> but so you know when you hear that song come on, everybody just starts singing. It's a good karaoke song because very you good. can be very bad because the whole bar will sing with you. Yep. Right. That's what out. you do on your first time going karaoke. You pick a song like that. Very <laughs> smart. Not everyone I'm goes right. part of that right. bad group. Not everyone goes right to I Want to Be Your Lover by Prince like some of us. <laughs> no Purple Rain. No, I want to be your lover. I I don't always go the biggest tracks. That or Savage Garden, Truly, Madly, Deeply. Those are my two oh, wow. go-tos. Wow. Old. I I was old <laughs> Savage <too>. Garden. <laughs> All right. I think I think you guys are good and warmed up. Let's I find they're out. Loose. Yeah. They're loose. They're loose. Now that we're all, now we know each other a little bit better. Let's find out about your guys' nonprofit. So let's hear about, a little bit more about the Not Okay Project. Absolutely. So we started the Not Okay Project a few years ago uh, when I was involved in the sheriff's department and I had gone through several critical incidents with shootings, losing partners, deaths of young children. I mean, you name it, it was there. And it was kind of a time where it rocked my world. And in that culture, it's a very, very stigmatized culture of don't speak out, be strong. Don't share your emotions, just keep on trucking. And that was hard. And I came from a law enforcement family of keeping the emotions down, just keep on pushing. We have a job to do. And over an amount of time, it just becomes a lot to bear. And for me, after the shootings and losing a partner, my outlet has always been camping, hunting, fishing, anything in the outdoors. And there was just one day when we were deer hunting and up on the side of the mountain, and it was just pure calm. All you could hear was the trees. All you could hear was the just nature in and of itself. And that was my light bulb moment of this is a complete release. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not worried about anything. The stress is gone and I'm just in nature. And so for me, being able to have the Not Okay Project started was a third party entity where people could come out, reach out to us and we aren't associated with any department. So they don't have to be worried about backlash or stuff getting back to their superiors or partners. We have complete security here with trust of what they're telling us. So for me, I wanted to start it to where we can give that to them, where we work with therapists. But at the same time, we also offer them outlets of fishing and hunting and going out to sports games and doing doing fun outdoor things with their family, not just themselves, so that they can seek help to where we want to make seeking help fun, if that makes sense. So rather than just going into an office or sitting down in front of a PowerPoint presentation, we wanted to make it to where it was appealing, to where it was fun, where people really 
sought after us rather than just, I don't want to do it because it's another PowerPoint presentation. So it's been successful so far. We've been loving it. People have been reaching out. We've done a ton of fishing trips. We've helped a ton of departments. And we actually just got our biggest partner we've ever gotten with the California Department of Corrections. So it's, awesome. they've taken us on. It's, they said that it is the biggest nonprofit that they've gotten behind and that they're helping as well. And we're doing a lot with them. So things are, things are going really well. Jason, do you have anything to add? I know Eric, Eric just did a great job of breaking down what you guys do. Yeah. I mean, he, he covered everything. Um, so I'll let him just kind of <laughs> keep that going. I don't want to, I don't want to change it at all. So again, why, why is this a, something, you know, you guys have your, your everyday jobs and everything, but why is this such a passion for you guys? And why do you guys just want to let those other first responders know that there is places for help? Um, I think it's a, it's a passion for me mainly because like I'm, I'm there day in and day out. I see it firsthand. Eric saw it firsthand. So I see the impact that it has on the employees, mentally, emotionally, physically, and that trickles to their whole life. And it's a very observant behavior when someone's going down that path. So, and while departments have different outlets, EAP and other, you know, um, outreaches that they could do, this project is just an additional tool for them. So I think my passion comes from, because I am on that line, I get to see firsthand how it impacts. And then I also get to see firsthand how it helps those families or those individuals overcome what they're going through. So I think that's where my passion lies the most. Yeah, I'd have to follow that and just say, just living it and knowing what, what first responders go through, knowing the stress of seeing the trauma that people should never see, stuff that the public doesn't know exists, stuff that they do day in and day out, that if it wasn't for them, then the safety of just the general public would be in jeopardy every day. And having dealt with that and having had those symptoms and signs and feelings come on, I know what it's like to live in their shoes, but I also know what it's like to not want to reach out to your own department. And departments are doing great. We've seen them come so far. We've worked with them. And that in and of itself is a tool, but we also want to be a tool because we know what it's like not to want to reach out to your department. So for those people that don't, we are here for them so that we can help them. We can teach them. We can guide them. We can come alongside them and just be a friend. And that's ultimately what it is. It's just being able to have that resource at your fingertips and let people know that we're there because we've lived it, we've walked it, and we want to help you because we were there at one time too. Now, do you think it's more important? I was going through your guys' website, which is awesome, by the way. And it, it showed that I think it said a high percentage of the first six years is usually when the suicide rates are usually the highest. Do you yeah. Have you noticed that if you can get to these first responders earlier, that you'll be able to help out more? I, I think it would, it would make a, a, a noticeable difference. Um, like if we got it to the academies, you know, um, officers that are, that are directly out of the academies, get that information out there to them. Um, while they're in the academies, they are aware of, you know, EAP and, and that kind of information. But I think that's where the line is just drawn. They don't know anything further. Okay, well, I call this number and I can help. So 
So I think with this, it's more of a hands-on and we're, we're walking through this step with you, alongside of you, where going the EAP route, you're kind of, kind of alone. You know, you call them, you get the assistance, and then, you know, you go through those steps. There's nobody directly with you, next to you, guiding you through the process. So I think, yes, it would make a, um, a noticeable difference getting to the first responders at, a, at an early stage in their career. Yeah, I'd have to agree because I went to this amazing training put on by, I believe it was the California Narcotics Association, and it was called the fight after the fight. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't train for and what a lot of people don't talk about is the fight mentally after the fights that you're in with these subjects in the academies and regular street work. We're taught how to clear buildings. We're taught how to fight. We're taught how to have firearm skills. We're taught all of these necessary skills for the fight. But what nothing is prepared for is that fight that comes after of the mental health that you need of not being able to see that or the nightmares that occur or the stress that's occurring after that of it just bat- of it piling up. And being able not to deal with it. And I think that if we do, like you said, get into them before those six years or initially when they're going through the academy, just to prepare them, letting them know, hey, this is what could occur. This is what we can train for. This is how we can better yourself. These are the different people that are out there to help. I think it'll shed a lot of light and it will also prepare them for that and actually be healthier and more successful knowing that it's coming and knowing how to deal with it healthily, healthily, health, healthier. So, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> in a more healthy, healthy fashion, rather than what normal outlets are of alcohol or drugs or substance abuse or anything like that, but going down in a healthy way to where they can still manage their family, manage their spouse, not have a divorce rate that's high, not have a suicide rate that's high. And we can really have productive employees, productive departments and a healthy, healthy population of first responders. So when you guys started the nonprofit, what were your, what were your initial goals? Like, it seems like a pretty big undertaking to just kind of get into right away. What were your initial goals and are you guys past where you thought you'd get with it? We, we are, we set some pretty big goals of we, when I first started, I didn't want to see any more of my brothers and sisters die by their own hand. At that rate, we were already, already had high numbers for officers killed in the United States alone by guns, by vehicle accidents, and it was rising. And it continues to rise to this day, even in 2021, the numbers are just astronomical of officers taking their own life. And I had a friend that I went to high school with, um, he was a CHP officer, take his own life. And that was hard and that hit home. And I just didn't want to see it anymore. And I had battled with that. And I was like, you know, if we don't do anything, then nothing's going to get done at all. And I can't sit here and want change, but not expect change at the same time if I'm not doing anything. So we really took it under ourselves to say, hey, you know, let's stand up, let's do something, let's see a healthy first responder world. Let's change the stigma and the culture of what it used to be. Because coming from prior law enforcement, my brother's in law enforcement, my dad's in law enforcement, my cousins are law enforcement, there's just a stigma of not reaching out and being viewed as a weaker vessel when you do say something. And I think the times are changing. And I think that departments are really coming around to being able to step out and help and have their employee assistance and peer relationships out working with their employees and really taking care of their employees. So I think we've come a long way. Um, We still have large goals. I always shoot for the stars. I'm just one of those guys that would love to shoot for the moon and don't take anything else under. So I think we've definitely reached our goals. With 2020, of course, it was hard. Um, Everything in 2020 was hard. So, um, I, but I think it was a good year just to kind of re-examine where everything's at and just 
refocusing on everything because it also shined a light on the culture that we're living in right now and seeing how first responders and law enforcement are viewed in the public eye and how people are just continually criticizing and things are getting worse and laws are getting worse. So it's harder for them to do their job and it's just continually compounding for them. So to be that light for them and to give them that, that beacon of hope saying, Hey, we're here, we get it. Let's go de-stress. Let's go do something fun. Let's get your mind off this. Let's, let's make you healthy so that your family's healthy, your department's healthy. I think it's, I think it's only going to be better from here on out. It's such a, such a great idea for a situation like that. Like I would never reach out or try to talk to somebody. I hate talking about feelings or any of that stuff, but if like, if we're playing golf or out fishing or like I'm out with my dad on the boat, we're going to talk about whatever trying to kill time for four hours while we're out on the boat. This is like a, it just seems like such a great idea. Exactly. And that's what we've always, I've always said. It's like, we're almost tricking first responders into therapy because when you're out on the boat, like you said, and you're not thinking about it, that talking and kind of jaw jacking and just kind of that back and forth, that's a hundred percent therapy. Your, your whole walls are down. Your, the stress is down. You're just having a normal conversation. But at the end of that day, when you get back on land and it's like, wow, that was great. Like we had great conversations. We had great time fishing. We were in the outdoors. It was fresh air, no masks, which was amazing. Like it just, (laughs) it's just overall great. And I think people are, are really loving it. Now, what, what would you say has been the hardest part about trying to get your project going and what are the biggest, hardest things besides 2020 that are happening right now with you guys? <laughs> um, I would have to say it's just breaking through that stigma and breaking through the barriers um, of making it a comfortable place for people to want to reach out to and knowing that we're here. Um, because when you do a lot of research, a lot of nonprofits are there for military um and stuff like that but for first responders there wasn't a ton and that's initially why i wanted to start it too because we have great respect for our armed services and what they go through and then when you look at what first responders go through their careers are 20 to 30 years but it's a day in day out 12 hours a day sometimes they live in the same cities that they work and they can't get away from it sometimes they're working extended hours and they just can't get away so it's just this continual process of being exposed to that over and over again. So I think being able to break through the stigma of reaching out and saying, Hey, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not be okay. Which is kind of our slogan at our project of there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that's going to be make you weaker that we're going to view you in a different way. Your partners will still view you the same way. And it's just taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy and your family can be healthy and your department can depend on you and trust in you that everything is going to go according to plan rather than having all of this built up. So it's just, just those few things that have been hard to break through, but I think it's going to be a slow transition. And it, we've seen it just in the few years that we've started this project, we've seen quite a few people start to kind of break that mold and start reaching out and contacting us. That's really cool. So how can I piggyback? Yeah, go ahead. To quick piggyback on what Eric just ended with, um, with people reaching out. Like, especially with my department, I've had a lot of the medical side reach out, nurses and whatnot. And I think when people look at this project, it was kind of closed off to them. But essentially, they're still a first responder. And they're going through the same trauma that any other first responder would go to, whether it be giving CPR on someone who's half decapitated. 
and they still have to internalize that as well. So it's been, they've been, they've reached out to me and asked, Hey, does this apply to me as well? well you're, you're still a first responder. So I think it's slowly expanding on, on who we reach, which is ultimately going to help you know, the project and help uh, a broader span of first responders. Mm-hmm. You know, um, nurses go through the same traumatic incidents that, you know, a, a correctional officer would be, or a street cop would be, EMT shows up and they have to provide life-saving measures on a child or um, a car crash victim. They're still traumatized by that just as it would be with a B cop. So I, I think it's it's not just stopping at, oh, you're a B cop, you're a CO, this is who we help. That's so great. So uh, how can our listeners find out more about your organization and how can we help? So we have a website, notokproject.com. We have social medias as well with Facebook and Instagram. You can go on there. You can message us. We are super responsive to everything that comes in because, again, the nature of what we do and who we talk to and who's reaching out, we're always receptive. We always have our phones. We always have somebody in contact. Um, whether it's wanting to get involved with us, volunteer, donate, we're all 100% based off of our donations. Everything that we get goes straight back into the program. None of, none of us take anything from the project, and it goes 100% back into each and every first responder that comes in, the projects that go out, booking on reservations for hunts, anything like that. So all of that just goes and gets invested straight into them um and just volunteers as well where we'd always love volunteers to come out and help get involved um again with 2020 it was hard to hold events just with the restrictions but now that things are starting to loosen up we're hopefully going to be starting to have more fishing days more outings more different things like that for first responders to kind of just come out relax and kind of let loose for a couple hours that's awesome all right. Well, again, we'll be um, posting a bunch on our social media all week for the Not Okay Project. Um, but let's kind of switch gears once again, and let's get into grab bag. Grab bag. Let's do it. <laughs> Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. I love sheepskin. I do too. It should be on everything. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Always. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. Mm -hmm. We're teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you up to 30% off on select items. Hopefully it's these sheepskin boots. I love sheepskin. Including the iconic Clark's desert boot. Did you say dessert? Oh, it says desert. Oh, I thought it oh, said dessert. Okay. That would have been better. We I are going to the desert, though, so maybe right. I should get some of these boots. They look so good on you. So check out the 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clark's Desert Boot by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo.co slash Clark's. Get your boots today. Grab bag. 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 All right, guys, let's jump into grab bag. Our guest came prepared this week. I'm excited to see what's coming. So we're going to start with Eric. Hit us with your grab bag question. Let me see what you got. All right. 
this one this one will make you think it's would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 minutes every day That's a deep thought. That is not a spy special podcast See? question. That is so much thinking. But that probably, it goes deep. I'd probably change one decision because I'm not sure. I can't turn back time. I can't find a way. <laughs> so I think that would be what I would do. I would change one decision I make. Would I have to change one decision each day? That would be my question for your question. I would Could, say I yes. need to know the rules. Can he put he can't yeah. like bank them? <laughs> one day i just that, made horrible decisions all day long i need i need 10 on that day that i need to save like 40 to go to the casino no nope, no nope. <laughs> red didn't work we're gonna run it back with two black is there a time frame that you could change it does it have to be like the next day right i, I wasn't prepared for this part but <laughs> yeah let's like because everything has a domino effect so can you see mm -hmm. how far the dominoes fall no because then you're looking into the future you wouldn't know the you wouldn't know what the future holds if you, you change that decision. So you would just I, have to risk changing that decision. Do I get to do I get to bank the ten minutes or do I have to use it all at once? Uh, we could bank the ten minutes. And what is happening when the time actually stops? Is like, am I still able to like move around and do stuff? Yeah, but everyone you else is frozen. Yeah, I'd pick that one and I would use it for evil. Yeah, you would. <laughs> You would bankrupt a lot of In-N-Out burgers. That is for sure. Four by four. Oh yeah. Five guys is going bankrupt, huh? Yep. All right, Zach, you got one. All right, I'll start with my first one here. All right, if you became an animal-themed superhero mm -hmm. like Spider-Man or Ant-Man or Rhino or any of them, which one would you pick that doesn't already exist? Ooh. I mean, I wasp man because they got wasp boy. <laughs> okay, okay, Eric, you're just the grown up version of that boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have to say, I mean, go with my zoo character and be Rhino Man. I feel like that would be a can I ask a legit series. This is um a very serious question. What would your superpower be, being Rhino Man? Um, I would, I have that short leg. Well, I can answer this one because Rhino already exists in the Marvel universe and his main power is just running people over with his horn. So that's, <laughs> that short sounds leg. about right. Yeah. Short leg. So it looks like I'm moving really fast, but I'm not. Right. So it's an optical illusion. So that could be my secret power right there. He can also pee 50 feet backwards <laughs> as we learned at the zoo. So that's no, awesome. No one's sneaking up on you. That's for sure. No. That's awesome. Now, can I combine animals i would i would prefer if you did i think i would obviously be a terra chameleon man <laughs> which is this is this is so easy pterodactyl. It's a pterodactyl and a chameleon i'm basically a flying dinosaur who change colors you're not going to beat that that's pretty good that's, that's true i always wanted to be as a terra chameleon so what about a turtle dragon no Ooh, it's too, a, spit, a, super, a spitting turtle super. dragon spitting turtle See, dragon. this is getting weird and i love it i like everything <laughs> what would you do <laughs> Did you say what you would be? Uh, it'd have to be something large. Probably a manatee. Yeah. I don't I know can... what my superpower would actually be. Getting hit by boats, I don't think it's a superpower. Stretching out large shirts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my first question is, 
knowing all the fruits in the, you know, in the universe, which fruit do you think that you could drop kick the furthest? Hmm. And think about it because there's some that would explode and you're not going to get the distance from it. Right. And some that would hurt you real good. A what? Tangelo. What's a tangelo? We don't know all the fruits, obviously. <laughs> like a grapefruit and a tangerine. See, I was going to say grapefruit. It seems they, like the right way. They exist. But they're a lot harder than a grapefruit. Grapefruit's kind of, yeah, tangelo. I don't know if you'd want the hard, though. You got to have oh. a little give. Yeah, you got to right. have a little bingo. That's where the, tangelo, that's where the tangelo comes into play. I the tried tan. It. Okay. Eric? Um, I'm going to have to go with a mango, but one that's not too ripe. You know, you got to pick it at the right time of year to punt it. You got to, it will have a nice little bit of squish to it, a nice little bit of hardness to it. And it's just that right size to where I think it has a distance and can roll. I'm going to say a large avocado. See, that was, that oh. was in my, but oh. I mean, I don't know if you go in too far and get a little pit action. Is the pit going to weigh it down? No, I think it's going to allow it to carry. It's about the size of a golf ball. Okay. And about the same mm-hmm. weight too. I and think, the and I think it's going to go, it's going to go end over end like a football too. So if we're punting, this is best. And I can cough and corner it the best, I think. I'm going to go a little older orange. So it's got a little juice to it, you know what I mean? Where it's not like super hard, but it mm-hmm. has the because of the the rind on the outside is gonna give a little give and I think it'll launch pretty good. You don't think it'll explode when you kick it? No, I have perfect technique. My friends <laughs> always have said that about my drop kicking fruit abilities. So I mean now we gotta try this. <laughs> we might have to. I mean <laughs> oh no. We're Stay not tuned be able to for episode sixty seven. <laughs> right. Oh, no. We're not gonna be able to eat the fruit. Fruit hunting. <laughs> What a waste of fruit. You've heard of Fruit Ninja. But <laughs> we're going to go to the park with a bunch of fruit. Is that what we're doing? That's our new app. It's going to be Fruit Fruit kicker. punting. Fruit kicker. <laughs> the karate kid fruit guy. Angry Lucifer. fruit kickers. Okay. I like it. All right, Eric. <laughs> what's your second question? Uh, so if a vampire bites a zombie, does the zombie become a vampire or does the vampire become a zombie? That's a really good question. Let if us... the vampire bites the zombie? If the vampire bites the zombie, does the zombie there's, become a vampire? There's no blood in the in the zombie. Yeah, so there's really no reason for the vampire to be biting the zombie. I feel like the zombie would just be unaffected. It doesn't yeah. have the brain power to be able to be transformed to anything. And I think it would just it's... bite the vampire right back and it would turn into a zombie vampire. That would be awful. I mean, it is 2020, so I... We had murder hornets. Yeah, I think the zombies are going to win that one. Next thing is vampire bats coming in. Oh, we just you wait. 2022, <laughs> here we come. <laughs> All right, Zach. Hmm. All right, we got four things. One of them has to go. Here's your list. Number one, being able to drive yourself. You have to be driven around or take an Uber or the bus or something along those lines. So you are not able to drive yourself. Number two, you're not able to have a debit or credit card. Number three, you can't eat food that was prepared in a restaurant. 
Or number four, you're not able to text or instant message anyone. You have to call them on the phone or write them a letter. I'm going to go number three. The restaurant? Yeah. You're going to only have food that you've prepared or someone prepared at their house? Yeah. Okay. Eric? I'll have to go with number four. I'm a, I can go away with texting and all that mumbo jumbo and then I can use the debit card to go get some food to fill up my car with gas <laughs> to enjoy life, have a nice phone call on the way, and I don't got to worry about texting or any of that other stuff. <laughs> hey, can, I, can, I use, can I use a lifeline real, real fast? Yeah, sure. <laughs> on number two, can I go into a branch and withdraw money? Yeah, absolutely. But you can only pay with cash or a check or a traveler's check or a money order. Like it's 1987. I've got questions. <laughs> I'd probably go number two. Okay. I think I'm going to lean that way too. But number one is, am I rich enough to have a chauffeur? Or do I have to take the bus or an Uber or a taxi? That's or just true. have someone else drive for you. So I, I don't have, basically what you're saying is I don't have you're a You're not able license. to, yeah. You're effectively like legally blind. As far as number two. I think I'm going to go number two, too. I know this is like weird if people are just coming into the show now. We're all going number two, but um, <laughs> I think that's the best way to go because you just get a decent amount of money out or a check. I mean, right. people behind you in line are going to be mad, but you don't care. You just bought that stick of gum with a check. Who cares? Right. Yeah, I think I do. I think I go that way, too. I think texting would be the hardest one for me. Yeah, no one texting or instant you. message. I'm not calling Eric people on right the phone now. if I don't need to. <laughs> All right, here's my last one. It's a uh, which would you rather not have happen? No, which would you rather do? Okay, get stuck at the top of a drop zone ride for 12 hours <laughs> that creaks every 10 to 15 minutes, or have to sleep the night in a a sane asylum that's been run down for 20 years that has no electricity and there's rats, snakes, and spiders. Those are your two options. I'm going with the asylum. Nope. Only because <laughs> I'm there as it is eight hours a day. Yeah. So, so, and I don't do roller coasters. So I was given legs, not wings that belong on the ground. So you're not going to catch me on a roller coaster. I'm what you consider a purse, purse holding guy. At uh, at Six Flags or any kind of amusement park, so we are basically twins. Uh, this is yeah. so awesome. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> nah, I'd for sure be at the top of that drop zone ride for twelve hours. Well, mm -hmm. it's coming down if you're up there. It's not getting stuck, <laughs> Eric. I would have to say top of the drop zone. I don't that asylum stuff. But, no, no, I'm good on any of that. I'll do roller coasters any day. I'm asylum. I'd rather sleep with snakes for one night than be stuck up there for 12 hours. Because you're not getting food or any well, water. Are you, are you stuck upside down? Are you stuck No, the, the drop, the drop the zone's seating? the one where you go up. And it's the tower oh, one. Oh, you got good views up there. No. I mean, if I had a drink and I took one with me, I, I'm chilling. That's what I do. Anytime I go on those big roller coasters, I always bring a Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no lid. It's Get a little fun. shower on the way back up. Yeah. <laughs> But you got to put it in somebody else's cup holder for on the way back. Make sure it has the lid on the way down mm -hmm. and then put the cup holder. It was him. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> All right, Eric, you close us out with the last grab bagger. All right. This is another deep one. It said, oh, good. 
Would you rather go back to the past and meet your loved ones who passed? Or would you rather go to the future and meet your children and grandchildren to be? Do I have to pick one or the other? One or the other. Go to the past or go forward. So if I go, if I go forward, I'm just meeting my kids early or like meeting my grandchildren and your grandchildren. We'll give it a couple extra. We'll do grandchildren and then their children. So we get a few, few extra. So what what you're saying is I'm dying before my grandchildren are born. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go backwards. Yeah. If I go to the past and I like, tell them something i'm not gonna like screw up the future am i there's not some like weird (laughs) multiverse situation where (laughs) we're not switching we're not screwing anything up it's just to go back and meet them so you go back and like is it like a christmas carol situation where i'm like a ghost and they can't see me or do i get to interact with them i'd say you interact with them okay yeah no way no one's not gonna be able to see you (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back in time and see where my redneck roots come from I think back's the right choice. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be cool to see. Like, I'd like to just see how people lived way back then. Right. I think it's just totally mm-hmm. different than. Exactly. I think going forward would just be awkward. Be like, yeah, hey, I'm your great grandpa. They're like, all right, boomer. Right. <laughs> back well, slightly right. depressing. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, they'd be doing all sorts of stuff. You have no idea. You'd be uh-huh. a genius if you went back. Yeah. Exactly. Right. What is that? A TV with antenna? <laughs> Let me fix that for you. Click, click. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for the show. Um, tell us again where we can find out more about your guys' nonprofit. And did we miss anything when we were talking about it earlier? I don't think we missed anything. Um, again, you can find us on online on our website at notokproject.com. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. Um, all of our contact information is on there. Uh, again, we're super responsive. We love the support. Things have been growing like crazy, even over this past beginning of the year from January until now, things have really taken off. So the more support, the more outreach, we love it and we'll take it all on. So we really appreciate this. All right. Um, one more thing I did need to mention is that Jason's last name is William. So he is, he's basically white chocolate. Yeah. I said we were going to mention it, but we didn't do it. So we got to squeeze that in. We're going to change it on the website now. Now it's not going to be (laughs) Jason Williams and then underscore white chocolate VP. (laughs) I don't want to be rude, but as we're reading all your guys' bios, we're kind of upset that um, Sarah didn't join us because I'm pretty sure it said she loves tacos. And then then we stopped reading because that's (laughs) like, okay. It says I love tacos and margaritas. I can't remember what else, but just remember tacos. That pretty Taco much Tuesday. sums her up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a love language. So anytime it's mad or anything like that, here's some tacos, margaritas. Everything's good, you know? Damn. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, Zach, where can people find us? They can find us on social media at Spivey Special on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They can find us on our website, SpiveySpecialPodcast.com. We have, uh, you can listen to the show there. You can check out the current standings of our bracket challenges that are going on you can see some crazy recipes we came up with you can also contact the show or uh donate to the show which is what all the cool cats are doing right now if you ever thought to yourself man i wish i knew how to make a quesadilla burger then you probably should go on our website today (laughs) or french bread stuffed with ravioli among other things 
Oh wow. my gosh. There's a lot of things that are the reason why our shirts fit so tightly. Let's just put it that way. So <laughs> I think that's a happy. good pl- We're very, very happy. Our doctors and wives, not so much, but we are very happy. I think one last thing is Zach, you're fat. Truly, you're fat. Later. Mm-hmm.